to a very special episode of Hypercast. I know we had some other plans for our content today, but we realized it was really, really, really important to just check in with you guys in the community and our extended fam bam that you normally see more regularly on camera here at Hyper RPG. So I have, um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, despite the situation, very excited that we are getting this opportunity to check in with each other. Uh, although we are here at Camp Social Distance, socially distancing, we're not emotionally distancing. So uh, let's uh, say hello. Of course, you guys know John Wong, our Warhammer extraordinaire representing the orcs, but also just fantabulous actor living and working here in Los Angeles. We have Naeem. I don't I feel like you don't need a uh, introduction, <laughs> Naeem Stewart, who is an incredible fellow game developer, art director at Turn Me Up Games, awesome person to play Warhammer against unless you're losing. And then we have uh, <laughs> a very good friend of mine, Charles Babb, another fantastic game designer, hoo-hoo, represented in the house here. Uh, and Charles, you are always working on such cool stuff. And I feel yes. like I can't mention them because it's, they're, they're that amazing. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. So hi you. Hypercast, we usually, the way this usually goes, since we have some first-time Hypercasters here, is mm -hmm. we just check in on how are you guys doing. And we may have some other people join in a little bit later, so we'll see. How are you guys doing? John, um, and we can kind of just take turns. I don't, you don't have okay. to wait for yeah. me to like, okay, you don't have to okay. raise your hand. It's all cool. I've been doing good. No, uh, yeah, I mean, since quarantine, um, I've been on unemployment. Uh, I'm on furlough right now, so um, most of my day is just filled with hobbying and uh, reading, uh, writing small scripts and skits and things like that, doing my career. And um, also have a little foster puppy right now, so taking care of that. <gasps> oh my gosh, and it's so cute. And um, I, I kind of forgot to mention the most important thing today. Is it the most important thing? It's one of the most important things. Uh, every tip that is coming in during this live stream will be donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. So uh, that's kind of the reason why we've put together this special episode of Hypercast is... You know, there there's some rough stuff going on in our country right now, and it felt mm -hmm. wrong to not acknowledge it. So uh, all tips coming in today will, will be going directly to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, which is a really incredible organization nice. that pays out uh, bail for um, not only just the protesters that are, you know, in the queue, but um, uh, some other really cool work as well, too. All right. Uh, Naeem. Uh yeah, How I've you just been, been <laughs> I'm I'm good. I mean, so I'm in mixed feelings right now because of what's going on. But mm -hmm. in terms of like dealing with the 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 pandemic and all that, I've just been working from home um, at the job. So I'm 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 doing good in terms of working. Just in <laughs> terms of what's going on in the country right now, I'm pissed among other things. So yeah. Oh, and we have uh, Tanea joining us. Welcome, Yay. welcome, welcome. Hello. Hey, we're in uh, the middle yeah. of our introductions. I think you know Naeem and John. 
Uh, but Charles, I think uh, uh, we'll go on to you, and then we'll go to Tanea. Okay, uh, I'm I'm living a healthy, lovely isolationship in lovely sunny Florida. Um, <laughs> the, the situation in the country I have an issue with, but my isolationship has been good. You know, I've been doing a lot of Netflixing and chilling with it, uh, uh, playing video games, uh, working. We still work from home. Uh, we we have long work days, and I feel like they just gotten longer now mm. uh, from home. So I try to take as many breaks as possible in between to play something or eat something or watch something. Awesome, Tanae. Can you introduce who you are, what you do, how you've been? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Tanea. I've uh, I'm a video editor by trade um, right now, and I'm currently unemployed. Uh, so I'm mostly self-employed, uh, just been doing mostly freelancing and getting back to things that sparked joy for me. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Making music and, you know, playing video games. Um, so that's kind of been holding me up through all this chaos. Beautiful. Um, so since you just jumped in, I want to tell you today that we are raising money for the Minnesota Freedom Fund. So any of the tips that are coming in right now, they're going to go straight to that organization. Also, you can um, go to their website directly, minnesotafreedomfund.org, if you want to find out more about how that money is going to be used or if you want to, to do more. You know, they're encouraging people to call as well. But today, I think you brought up a really, really great point where during this quarantine, I have a very low tolerance for things I don't like to do, like spreadsheets um, and taxes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. they gave us an extension, so I don't have to do it yet, right? And really reaching out towards things that comfort me, whether it be rediscovering my like love of anime. Um, I, I was just telling Charles earlier this morning that I want to watch brainless reality tv but like from other mm. countries mm -hmm. you know so it mm -hmm. still feels like an interesting like cultural exercise um and, and uh you know like making music the same uh, cooking rediscovering all those things because yes. i feel like my tolerance for like more things that depress me and make me small or, or make me feel small or invisible or tired or angry it's just like and I like really have to be very careful about my news consumption. Um, I call these um, hit and run tragedies where if the TV is on in the kitchen or something, I'm walking by and then the president is just, you know, decides that, uh, you know, he doesn't want to address what's going on or he just wants to divert all of his tension on how China is awful, and uh, and what's worse is they're a developing country. Like, I, I feel like that's like a hit-and-run tragedy where it's like, you don't know where it came from, and now it left, and you're just shocked, and you don't even know how mm -hmm. to feel, right? So I, yeah. I don't know if you guys have felt similarly during this this whole quarantine because it's it's not just what happened this morning or the past few days, it, there's been a lot of these kinds of tensions, right? And then they're all kind of mixed under the same pot and you're just at home being like, what to do? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot going on. We have an issue with our government currently because our government is not elo elegant. They don't eloquently speak on topics and every five seconds, you know it's a lie. 
Even when yeah. President Obama, you questioned the lie. You're like, hmm, that seems like a feasible answer. I, I can get behind that. I can yeah, at least he, that. At least he guy, delivers it. Yeah, he <laughs> delivers it. But this guy, you're like, what the hell? They think I'm so ignorant that I'm actually going to believe what he just said. And what angers me the most is people actually believe what he just said. Yeah, that's – it's extremely upsetting and heartbreaking and – angering and and all sorts mm -hmm. of things yeah it's like don't don't believe the smart guy believe the idiot oh. class clan or the That's loudest guy right yes yeah and it's like we know this guy's all fake and phony i mean he just spent the last decade on television firing fake firing people mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah reality tv i know fake firing people we actually believe this guy this is the guy you can't even believe he's never lived in reality he has no idea no i it's like i like i was saying i think like logical people trying to apply logic to this entire situation, you'll mm -hmm. just like implode because it yeah. does not make logical sense, right? Yeah. yeah. He's also coming from a place of privilege. He's never had to deal with any hardship before. Um, he was born into a rich family. So of course he's going to have less sympathy for people that he doesn't yes. understand. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of part of, part of the reason why I, uh, didn't choose to re-enlist in the military because uh, I saw that President Trump was elected. I was like, um, I'm okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, smart wow. move. Smart move. Smart move. Yeah. And I tell everybody, sorry. yeah, we're part of the military. John, I'm sorry. How long were you in the military? Oh, I was in uh, the Marines for eight years. Marines. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're still a Marine. Because every yeah. man I know, marine, once a always a marine. marine. Thank yeah. you for your yeah. service. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, don't, don't even worry. When John uh, <laughs> is on Warhammer, I'm like, he's the he's the real soldier. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's the most he's legit the warrior. He's like, like oh. this way, I can do this. <laughs> on Warhammer. You're a tactician. You're a tactician. <laughs> oh, um, this might be fun. Naeem, uh, I know you like um, uh, Nurgle demons. So I saw what you were doing. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I have a really bad camera. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. It's a it's a war boss with a Nurgle demon head, and nice. you can see his hand. And you can just axe. just describe how wonderful that it looks is. like a really good blur. Yes. Yes. The sexiest blur I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, the coolest <laughs> blur ever. <laughs> um, I think yeah, you know, Tanea, you brought up a really good point. Um, something that I've been kind of on a personal journey on is like checking my own privilege, right? And I've I've struggled to um, to kind of examine that. And I think uh, the words that I've kind of settled on is that I I recognize that I have a lot of proximity to whiteness. You know, just being Asian, married to a white man, that kind of thing. And um, just kind of my personal situation, educational opportunities, et cetera. But at the same time, I really understand what it's like to be marginalized. And so trying to find my own space in this entire conversation, because I have a Twitter account, right? So like, it's like, what do Hut say? <laughs> um, and and uh, I, I don't know if you guys, you know, like I was talking to John earlier, oftentimes we feel the pressure that, to represent our entire race, right? The things that we mm -hmm. say, like now I represent all Thai people because we are a small country. <laughs> and I, I recognize a lot of times if 
people are watching us online, um, I'm the only Thai person they've ever interfaced with ever. And I, I'm just like this person on Twitch. Um, and I wonder for you guys, you know, there, there are these movements that make you guys into a group like Black Lives Matter or what it's like for the black people or that kind of thing. Like, how do you find your own, if you don't mind me asking, like individual voice in this like cacophony that's swept up into a whole movement? That's interesting. I know for me, I'm just very analytical mm -hmm. and I break things down and I'm a heavy researcher. So I'll research something to death. Uh, sometimes I post things just to see people's reactions. I may not believe that's them. Maybe the jury may be out for me, but I just want to see what everybody's reactions, what people feed me back. Um, I do a lot of experimentation that way. And so for me, I've, I've always had my own voice. Like everybody's banging on Donald Trump. And I say, man, he's not doing anything. He said, he told Mitch McConnell from my home state of Kentucky that Anything you throw on my desk, I will sign it. So this Congress is passing crazy bills from both parties. I'm never, I'm not a party person. I think we're, we're kind of fucked up as a country because we have two parties and we're forced to make a decision between two bad decisions that work together against all of us. And it's, um, it's really interesting. Come, considering I did have a political background too as well, being in national and state politics, I'm like, man, it's all the game. It's all the game. And so for me, I've always tried to think deeper and not think of the shallow answer, like saying, oh, it's all the president's fault. I'm like, what do you mean? There's 700 people behind him making decisions. Right. And then there's a whole court of people. There's a whole court system of people that agree with, that have to back the, the executive orders that are coming off this table. Right? Yeah. You know? And none of us are winning. None of us are winning. I think what they did, they took the, the town drunk put two torches in his oh, hand and said, bag of gold out <laughs> Tiki in the forest. torches. <laughs> yeah, they, they said there's a bag of gold out in the forest. So he's dancing and laughing, looking for gold, catching the whole forest <laughs> on fire. The whole entire town is out trying to put out the fire so they don't get burnt up. And then what the politicians are doing is sneaking around from house to house, stealing valuable things from the people. We're gonna wake up and, and Nancy Pelosi is gonna be worth like $400 million and Mitch McConnell's gonna be worth about a billion dollars. As when this is all over with and god forbid he gets another four years because he's the class clown he's the guy that, that diverts everybody's attention he does a very good job yeah yeah i mean i just it's like magicians They're like look over here not over here mm -hmm. and yeah. i'm like oh god the smoke yep. screen yeah it's smoke screen for me i honestly um i try to disengage from a lot of the vitriol because it's a lot like it, it makes me angry and angrier to read more. Um, so a lot of what I'm saying, honestly, just pulls from personal experience, yeah. my family members, myself, even like, I understand, I even have some privilege as a lighter skinned black woman, um, and seeing things shit happen to my family. And it's just like, I, I feel helpless in a situation that I cannot control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I shouldn't be immobilized by helplessness or fear. Like right. I need to say something. I need to speak out. Wednesday, I was I spiraled really bad. Wednesday, yeah. I was on fire online, and it had a lot had to do with because a personal experience at 15 years old dealing with a cop, mm -hmm. um, being a black person that lives in a, a neighborhood where black people don't live, and a cop feeling jealous, like why he couldn't be in that live in that neighborhood with us, and how he attacked me, and. Um, that set me off when people were wondering, what did he do to get the cop to kill him? And I'm thinking to myself, there's nothing that anybody can do besides kill other people.
to deserve murder. Victim blaming. Yes, yes, exactly it is. What it like is. everybody tries to figure that out. And then I had some of my white friends saying, Chuck, what causes racism? And I'm like, don't ask me, ask your racist ass grandma. <laughs> it's taught, it's a taught behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, in this country, it's tradition. It's tradition. Yeah. The moment they stepped foot in this country, they were killing. Mm-hmm. That's true. They were killing and trapping people. I mean, even Native Americans to this day are considered wards of the state. That means they're so helpless that the government actually owns them and takes care of them. And all the land that they're on will be stricken from them once they all die off. It goes back to the government. And people don't realize that. They can't even sell the land they live on. It's their land. All of this is their land, technically. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's tradition and it's built into the laws. It's also with these corporations out here that uh, mm-hmm. they go for first with money. If, if they're losing money, then it doesn't even help it, the case anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know uh, Trump has been pushing for this. Uh, with, I forget the pill that he's been trying to push everybody to take for the COVID stuff. <laughs> Hydrochloroquine, uh, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and of course he's <laughs> going to push for it because he's. I think that's a part of his uh, monopoly of companies that he owns or he's invested in or whatever yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so of course he's going to push that and not even care for whomever is going to take this to uh possibly kill them he he doesn't care about their livelihood or whatnot yeah so i mean it's i pull also uh jumping from what tanea said uh i pull from experience too dealing with uh police officers a lot in college well not a lot several times in college where I was wrong, wrongly accused of just basically existing, uh, in my opinion. So uh, there was this one time where I was uh, pulled over because I simply passed a cop driving, and he just didn't like me uh, both passing him while How he was sitting you? eating you know you his food on the that. side of the road, and uh, he felt that it was uh, offensive to not go in the other lane instead of <laughs> uh, it, it was weird he he didn't like me going in other uh, in the lane next to him uh passing him and he wanted to give me a 200 dollars ticket what uh i didn't pay him of course wow. paid the system i took it to court and he didn't show up to court so. what yeah, of course he didn't <laughs> so, it's all about money so. no. i got a jaywalking ticket in la welcome wow. one of my white friends and the cop looked at me because my friend was mouthing off about how we were in the street when the white man was told us to walk and not the red man telling us not to walk. And he looked at me and said, tell your friend to calm down because you know how this can end. Oh, my. Wow. That, it was in what Sherman you, Oaks. Like, wow. Ventura. Yep. Like, how right do you. The Galleria. Like, I, how I told do my friend you deal to calm with down because I know how it can end. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. This, that, this that's a problem. Okay. His might ask be okay, but what they could do to me could be a lot worse. What exactly? <laughs> like, do you think that there are is anything in this world or this country or from your culture or your family or your friends for you to even like deal with that? Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Where you know we have other um, we have cultural practices in place for us to deal with like huge life events but mm-hmm. like is there anything for like us when we're in the middle 
of facing discrimination. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the resources are really lacking because the entire phenomenon is so invisible to such a large part of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's invisible or it's enacted by a large part of the country. There's a, there's, there's a tricky situation there. You know, it's like, uh, like most people, most black leaders talk about liberals. Like liberals are supportive until you get ahead of them. And then they become just as aggressive as their conservative uh, family members and friends. It's like, I love you because you're a burden to me. And I'm, and I'm looking like I'm helping. I'm look, I look like the good Samaritan. And then when that road changes where you can actually help them and you're ahead of them, they kind of shun you and push you back. They don't want to see you very successful. So the cultural practice we have is hang around friends. And we go in us, we go spiraling, talking about all the war stories we have between us. Like, man, let me tell you what this cop did to me last year. And then somebody say something else. It's so common. It's, it's like a rites of passage. I don't know many black men that have not had an alter, altercation with a police officer, good or bad. Like, I thought it was common practice. Police officers have their gun and their hand on their gun or their gun out when they walk up to your car window. I had a white friend in my car when that happened one time. He was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, what? He, you know, he told me my lights weren't on. He said, but he had his gun out. I was like, that's normal. He said, that's never happened to me. He's like, I've had Coke in my car on my dashboard and that's never happened to me. I've had my gun out and that's never happened to me. And I was like, well, you know, it's a different culture. Yeah, that, cop, like- that, cop, that cop will be nice to you too when he, caught, when he pulls you over. You heard how he talked to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like for me growing up, the first serious talk I had with my, my dad, aside from uh, he's asking what you want to be when you grow up. Along with that is he would give me he gave me like a little black book that basically described how you should be when you're dealing with certain people with authority such as cops and that's mm-hmm. like a constant thing especially in my uh, growing up in my neighborhood uh, you given that talk by your dad um, or your parents in general not just your dad um, and it it's unfortunate that we have to do that um, but it's necessary for us you know to live. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. So you just think that's common practice. You don't, there's no therapy for that. You just think that's it. If that was the case, we had to meditate on those types of ideas. We'd probably be meditating all day long. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of a shame because, um, you know, uh, I, I've, I've had uh, dealings with police officers, you know, uh, accidentally speeding, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, one time I was on my motorcycle and I was waiting uh, behind a red light lose everybody? and uh, the light wouldn't turn. So I just went mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't see there was a cop in the corner of my eyes. As I passed the light, I see it come in. I was like, oh, damn it. So I stopped. Um, but uh, for me, my experience, I feel like uh, as long as I was respectful and um you know, just doing, not, not doing anything suspicious or, or anything to cause for concern. They usually just leave me alone and give me a warning. Um, and I think, you know, part of uh, the, the culture, police and, and uh, black uh, people and, you know, that, that conflict, uh, it's, it's there. Um, but we also should be careful not to generalize. Um, you know, not all police officers are bad because, you know, I, I 
personally know a lot of people who are in the law enforcement um, and they're great people. And mm -hmm. even if they were to stop a black man or a black woman, they, they would treat them with respect. So I think part, part, part of the reason why this, these things are, are getting so out of hand is because our media chooses to, um, you know, sensationalize all these news. Of course, this uh, recent event was uh, very, very bad, um, and it should have should be exposed. Um, and I'm glad that someone actually caught it on camera because uh, it's important to to let the world know what's happening uh, when there are people who are not uh, trained properly or they're not following guidelines or rules. Um, and yeah, they, they should be they should be put in jail or you know get in trouble or or face justice. But I think we also should just be, you know, be careful not to generalize uh, the whole police force or whatever, you know. I, I agree, but I need police to speak up. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not all bad. But there was five cops out there. One was choking a man out. The other sure. force was to pull them off of him to save that man. Their and first, then a hundred of them defended mm -hmm. him outside yeah. of his house. Yeah. Yeah, they they not they, all cops, but enough. That's yes. yeah. a huge problem. I know if I I know if I saw a crime on the street and I didn't report it, I can go to jail for that. I become a bad person. Mm -hmm. What happens when cops see a crime on the street and they don't report it? Doesn't that make them bad people like I would be legally? Yeah. As a, as a yeah. standing citizen, I have to report it. Why don't they have to report it? And why don't they do something about it? I mean, this man was begging for his life. And this is the fear that people have of cops. There was a crowd of people watching, scared to push that man off of him, saying he can't breathe. Yeah. They were fearful that they may lose their life too. They knew they were gonna, he was gonna take his life. They knew it, they heard it. You can hear it in the voice. You listen to that video, just close your eyes, listen. You can hear his last breaths coming out of his mouth saying he can't breathe. Yeah. And not one cop or anybody did anything about it. Right. They and, all kind of smiled about it. Yeah. And then there was also the additional footage that I just watched this morning of, you know, additional cops. There's not just like one guy versus another guy. It's mm -hmm. totally outnumbering. And, uh, you yeah. know, clearly in this country, um, just like the whole accountability of the police force is is very, very broken. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it it is natural for us to feel fear as a group because mm -hmm. people put us in groups, right? Like, and it, it, it's interesting how we all have very individual relationships with the whole kind of situation. Like for me, it was a couple years ago in uh, Koreatown, there was a group of Asian American uh, people hanging out, having a good time, whatever, like, like you do, Koreatown's great. You know, it's a great place mm -hmm. to go out to eat and that kind of thing. But the thing that really freaked me out was there was a Filipina American woman who um, was singled out and arrested by the police for like, you know, like public intoxication, that kind of thing. Um, and then she was thrown from the police car. And there's different stories about what actually happened there. But when you look at the news, there's a photograph of a woman that is completely, extremely beaten up extremely beaten up and then the local news la times you know uh never followed up with that story like what happened to that woman what happened to the police officers because the woman was beat up so bad she had to be put into a medically induced coma 
And when she like came out of it, she said that they tried to touch her. So like, you, you know what I mean? And so like, of course, me living in Los Angeles, living my life here, I'm like, am nervous about going to Koreatown alone because apparently those two cops have a reputation. So it's like, of course, you know, you feel fear. So, you know, I have yeah. family members that work for the police. I have family members that have work, uh, been in the military. Um, and so, of course, not all people. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel real fear and I feel like I need to speak up about it so people can get how scared I am and I'm not I'm not the only one, right? Because I'm like, I look at that photo of somebody beaten up and I'm like, that looks like it could be me. That could be me, right? Like, you know, I look the same as her. And so it's funny how like specific situations will the, it'll trigger something inside you, right? Um, like with mm -hmm. Trayvon being from Florida, I'm like, this is my home, you know? And like, I have this thing with children where I want to like protect them. And it just, it affected me in a different way. And we all have our own individual relationships with all these stories, right? And mm -hmm. it's human to be, to want to protect yourself, to protect those that you love, your family, because you see what's out there and it's not logical, right? So, so John, yeah. I won't say that all cops are bad. I say bad people join to be cops. Um, sure. In Jim Crow, uh, there was a sheriff in Mississippi who said, if you want to keep killing niggers, this was a campaign, if you want to keep killing niggers, join our force. Granted, that was like the 40s and 50s, but it's yeah. still the 40s and 50s. And some She's of our grandparents, and some of our grandparents are alive, and that was the, the head of the sheriff's department. I'm sure he passed that practice down. He passed that torch a couple of times. I'm pretty sure it's there, but that's how they look at it. Like, I'm a sociopath or I'm a psychopath. If I want to get away with the law, it's by becoming the law. Mm -hmm. I can hide and a lot of people will abuse their power, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, but back to Malika's point, uh, yeah. for me, the story that really sh struck a nerve with me was Breonna Taylor. Um, yes. When she was sleeping in her bed and the cops came in and just shot her, like, that could have really, that could have been me. That could have been you. Like it really could have been any of us. Yep. Um, and it was just a situation where she happened to be in her home, you know, and she had no idea what was going on with the situation and was not involved in the situation. Um, that's terrifying to me. Like it's terrifying that you're not even safe in your own home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as people just kind of coping with all this like news and everything, have you developed your own kind of practices or tradition to create a, a sense of comfort of yourself for yourself or safety at home, even though it's, it can be so hard, right? Impossible sometimes. Yeah. What, well, what, what, in the long run, what can you do? Cause if you go down a long list of things that's happened in terms of uh, police killing these innocent people. You know, recently, of course, with George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, you know, Oscar Grant, Walter Scott, you know, it, it, this is going to keep happening and there's nothing going to be done with it, it. It just gives us less faith or 
doesn't give us much hope. Yeah. Less faith you know? in a system that is clearly corrupt. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing that's true is the media too, how the media plays it. Cause you just listed all the black ones. Nobody mm -hmm. listen to the white ones or the Asian yeah. ones or Hispanic ones. Cause they don't want those people on the side with us. As long yeah. as it's those people getting the treatment and it's not us, we're okay. Let's yeah. hope it stays in that corner. But when you spread it across everybody and everybody realizes, I remember it was mm -hmm. after Trayvon happened, there was a kid in Colorado on a skateboard and him and the cop were arguing. And the, and the, and the, and the cop was the bully. And he said, that's why my older brother kicked your ass in high school. The cop pulled out his gun and just shot him dead, shot him right in the head, killed him. Story came yeah. on the news one second, it disappeared. Uh, yeah, and like, this has all always been happening for years, decades and whatnot, yeah. but just recently now with technology yeah. been happening, it's being yes. recorded now and it's racism hasn't changed. It's no. just, it's just being yeah. recorded. Like uh, right. I think Will Smith said that or yeah. whatever. Do, do you, I, sorry, go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I don't, and the incident is a big thing. It's the aftermath of people's ideas after the incident. Yeah. And the first question is blaming mm -hmm. the victim. He had to do something to deserve that. And you tell mm -hmm. people, what do people deserve to get killed? Execution style. What does anybody do to deserve that? I don't care if you're a criminal and you kill somebody, you don't deserve to get killed execution style. Versus North Carolina, you kill nine black people in the church and they take you to Burger King and give you some water before they put you in jail. And that's shocking too. That's the dichotomy we live in. Yeah. Uh, I just want to step in real quick because, you know, with the nature of Twitch, there may be people who are just joining us right now. We're doing a special episode of Hypercast. And uh, everything that is being tipped to our channel today is going straight to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. If you want to find out more about their work, they have an awesome website. They have an FAQ. Um, and uh, and we've raised over $400. Oh, my goodness nice. gracious. Congratulations. Nice. I, nice. Uh, I read on their website, uh, on average, it's about $150 per person. So I'm like, well, you know, you can do the math there. So yeah. already. And then, of course, uh, if you want, you can um, t uh, donate straight on their website to directly to them. You can do that as well. Um, I... I have a, a, a couple of few questions maybe to um, position the topic because we have this unique opportunity all as content creators, as developers of media and stuff. Um, you know, how do you continue creating uh, juxtaposed with all this kind of stuff? You know, is, is creating an escape? Is it creating another way to engage with these conversations? I mean, because we make stuff and people read it and they watch it. And, uh, you know, s sometimes I feel like our president is, is a baby with a gun, but the gun is, is his phone and, and Twitter, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Which he's been recently getting censored yeah. because he yes. actually literally threatened mm -hmm. to shoot people. Mm -hmm. yeah, to shoot people, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's, he's a total mess. I, I, I retweeted that, grabbed that tweet, and I posted back and I was like, you want to kill Americans over stuff? Over yeah. stuff. Nothing else. It's things. Not even, Firstly, the KKK bad. has been looting buildings for years. You know, like you literally, the colonists came to this land looting and pillaging. And listen, the corporations will be fine. I'm not saying it's right to loot mm -hmm. because it isn't, yeah. but that doesn't matter more than someone's life being lost yeah. over no. a $20 forgery. Yes. And, and, and if you've been ignoring voices for such a long time, 
of course people are going to look for extreme measures just mm -hmm. to be heard. That's all this mm -hmm. is, is about. Just can you listen to me? Can we not be invisible? Can I have some rights as an American or am I a yeah. half American? You and know? people are yeah. saying, what, what good does it do to loot and riot? Uh, uh, look at history. A lot of things have happened out of rioting. Um, like yes. Boston, Boston Tea, Tea Party. Party. Exactly. I was like, yeah. oh, it's a very yeah. American yeah. to take some stuff and dump it. <laughs> like, like, you know, the tragedy is not just us. Like, we forgot the whole incident when COVID hit. Every Asian was scared to walk down the street. I'm still afraid. Because people are going to beat them up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely be afraid. And, like, that's the thing. Like, they just need a reason. They just, I just want a reason to get, do something, some misgivings to give the people. Like, I want a reason to beat you up. I want a reason to loot. And that's just the American way. It's a very Americana idea. They hop yeah. up the boats before they can... <laughs> The natives could say hi, they were shooting them. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's It was also true. a retaliation because pretty much all their police force was defending his home. Uh, so they were like, okay, well, opportunity to, if you're not going to listen to us, we're going to show you how to listen to us. Yes, yes, yes. And the, the looters and stuff are not who we need to be worried about because there's all kinds of looters in those pictures. They had all kinds of white people going in the stores, robbing oh, yeah. the stores. Yeah, they didn't this lady took them. like two lamps. Yeah. She was eyeing them for years. So you watch all the news, the news reports is like black people looting. And then you watch, oh, you go to Instagram or you go to Twitter and you see just a list of all kinds of people just looting. And people are like, all the police are at this man's house. We, this is the opportunity to loot. <laughs> like literally every police officer probably at precinct three and they're probably at that man's house. And so everybody's like, well, they're occupied. Let me go do something. Why, they're, they're, police were concerned about nonviolent protesters while people were actually doing looting. Because it's not one group. It's a bunch of groups doing whatever they feel like doing. Yeah. I tell people you can't glom everybody into one group. They're a no. bunch of different groups. No. Yeah. Um, also, like, uh, you're speaking about Asian people. The recent thing that, like, I'm like still freaked out about was there was a family in Texas at a Sam's club and they had uh, two little, little, little kids. Uh, I pulled it up and there was a two year old and her family was um, uh, like there was an attempted stabbing. And the person said, um, what did they say? They said, I closed it out. Uh, Something stupid. Yeah. Yep. Basically they brought the virus <laughs> to our country. Right. Yeah. yeah, something stupid, yeah. The suspect indicated he stabbed the family because he thought the family was Chinese and infecting people with coronavirus. Okay, there There's are babies. So There's a two-year-old and a six-year-old in this family, all right? And uh, bless the Sam's Club employee who tried to intervene. Uh, you know, I don't know who that person was, but, like, thank you for standing up against violence and injustice. But, yes... I immediately thought about my old parents going to their local Walmarts trying to get whatever they need, their, you know, rice and toilet paper. And, you know, it's it's just like it's, it's stuff crazy. like that. And then today, today, the president is talking about I'm here to talk to you about China and how much they've been ripping us off. And what's worse is they're a developing country, so they get more resources than us. And I'm like, oh, my. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I saw the first video that said China with, with exclamation marks behind it. No, I was and, like, this is God. And he's just using that to kind of draw away from, I don't want to address the Minneapolis situation. You yeah. know what or I mean? Or the 100,000 people dead from this virus. Yeah. That could have been completely prevented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things happening all around the world. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know, uh, re- mm-hmm. know about the Hong Kong riots oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's still going on. And uh, I think yesterday there was uh, the, who was it? Uh, Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo, mm-hmm. he said something about Hong Kong is no longer autonomous. Um, so I, I feel like there's p- part of that, you know, uh, that's why Trump is focusing on China. And of course, part of it is probably political and, and yeah. for financial gains and whatever. But, yeah. you know. He should have said uh, China's taking over Hong Kong when they agreed to have two, uh, two governments, one country. Yeah. That's what he should have said. That's mm-hmm. all yeah. he had to say. We won't support you, China, if you take over Hong Kong. Let them be their independent he just, state. Yeah. He just doesn't have tact. Yeah. No. He, and I like... So I'm not interested in running for office at all, but I, you know, I think we've all had this little mental exercise where it's like, if I was the president of the United States, I have endless resources and the best brains of this nation to help me craft messages that yeah. will not incite more violence, hatred, and yeah. fear, right? Like, well, it's really common why sense. Why aren't you using, yeah. you but, know, there are people with PhDs <laughs> in America, I, I, wrote their thesis on what you should be saying right now, and it's like, nah, I'm just going to go on Twitter and be like, it's, it's telling that you have, like, the former presidents, both in Obama and uh, George Bush, even having to uh, put these uh, messages out just to get to the people rather than all this hate and crap from Trump. Yeah, it's, but we're making an assumption that the man is literate. He speaks like he's illiterate. He well, does. He speaks like I, an illiterate person. No, I mean, it's kind of true. I don't know if he is or not, but sometimes yeah. when, you, when you see him doing an interview and you know he's on script, you can tell. But but look how, listen to how slow he reads. They're like, yeah, oh, it's like, um, yeah. like he's actually yeah. phonetically saying the words in his head before he says the word and he still gets it wrong. It's yeah. an yeah, awkward man I, in general. I, I mean, I'm just... You know, I think he knows exactly I, what he's doing. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't care about any of this stuff if he did good things. You know, like, yeah. um, uh, but uh, I just learned, Charles, you were sharing right before we went live that, um, and I asked if, if you could talk about this. Charles is a really cool, interesting, unique situation in that you have to travel to Japan for work. And so you're kind of back and forth between Japan and the United States before the whole Mm -hmm. coronavirus. And then you you said you actually got sick there. So can you like what is that? Uh, 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 I got sick before I went to Japan. Like Mm -hmm. I was on the plane and I got sick. I felt it hit me. Yeah. And when I was there and the doctors thought I had pneumonia when Mm -hmm. I was there and I was definitely there for going to be there for a week this time. So I was there. I got my pit. I was I was I was definitely in my bed the whole entire trip, uh, in my hotel room. And then when I got back, I went to the clinic. I was feeling very very bad. Mm. I went to the clinic, and they were like, "Oh, you have pneumonia." Your your Japanese doctor said you had pneumonia. I was like, "Oh yeah, I had pneumonia." But that was, he gave me medicine. They're like, "Oh, we'll we'll tell you to go to the emergency room." So I went to the emergency room, and they were like, "Oh my God, you may have the coronavirus." We'll, oh shit. We will we will test you. This mm-hmm. is before it even blew up. We will test you. So this is in the January, we'll test you to see if you have it. And that from their test, they said I ended up negative. However, when I, all the symptoms the coronavirus has, I had all of them. Mm-hmm. I lost 30% of my lung use. Oh, uh, shit. My kidney started failing. Oh, wow. Uh, all kinds of, there's a lot of things that happened to me when I was there. And I was, in, I, was on, I was on ventilator for two days. And then the next three days, I was in ICU. And then I got released. Um, and it came up a, negative? That's really yes. weird. 
but they didn't have the proper testing because it wasn't quite here yet. Oh. It was it was a China thing. It was mm-hmm. a China thing. Uh, I went to go get tests to see if I had antibodies or if I'm asymptomatic. I'm asymptomatic because I have antibodies. Mm. So I'm assuming I, that mm. might have been when I had it. Yeah. So what was that? Because, you know, when I think from the U.S. perspective, we just heard like there's some crazy pandemic that started in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, shit, like I have it or I might have it. Like what was Mm -hmm. going through like your head? What's going through my head? I think he. Oh, no. Oh, he froze. I've been hospitalized before. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, you froze just from. Yeah, you're back. back? Yeah, you're back, dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I w- I was ho- when I was hospitalized. You know, I had fun. This is not the first time I've been hospitalized for something. Mm-hmm. So I was having fun. I was like, I hope I got it because if y'all think it's fun. easy to treat. Yeah, I was having fun. That's the first know, time I've heard of anyone yeah, having man, fun at I the have hospital. Fun in the hospital. You know, they, I, get I good hope food. I have it. It just shows how hard food. Charles nice... works. He's like, oh, this is my, a... my free vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta take a break. Kind of sort of. I have my I have my switch with me, so I was good. Oh. I, I, I went in prepared. I went in. I went in prepared when I knew I was going to go talk to the doctors i went and got my switch and got everything so i'm taking this switch smart mm-hmm. yeah yeah before i go in before they hospitalize me i'm gonna take this i've been down this road before yeah a number of times so um yeah they was like i was like i hope i got it then if it's easier to treat they're like yeah it's easier to treat than what you had what what it then if it was pneumonia because pneumonia is harder to treat really pneumonia you got to wait it out apparently that's what they thought at first oh. that's initially what they thought you know, yeah. this is before this before it was even in America. This movie is on the news that China was getting sick and China sent up the warning flare. Yeah. Because China didn't necessarily they had to send that warning flare to anybody. Yeah. You know, mm. they didn't have to send it up, but they sent it to say, hey guys, people are getting this virus here and it's spreading like wildfire. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. We don't know where it came from. Because Italy didn't tell anybody when they had it initially. No. They kept it quiet until they, until everybody had to stay at home. Uh so um it, it was weird when I when I found out that, wow, I was looking at all the symptoms that go with it. And I said, I'm going to go down the street and go to the clinic and see if I had it. And mm-hmm. I went down there and I explained to them what my situation was. I showed them my documentation of when I was hospitalized in January. They did a test on me. They took my saliva. They took a urine sample. And they took blood from me. They're like, we will call you in 24 hours to come back down. I said, I don't live up the street so I can walk back down. This is before the mask order was even a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, early on, there was like, don't hoard supplies and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted a mask because we were rebuilding our studio. I'm like, there's a lot of dust mm-hmm. here. It was already all sold out. And I was like, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool thing, I bought a lot of cool masks back from Japan because I was going <laughs> on the airplane. <laughs> and so I bought a slew of masks on the airplane because I didn't want to, I thought I had pneumonia and I didn't want to give it to anybody. Yeah. I, so I was like, I was like, Japan's going to let me sneak on this flight. I'm going to get on this flight, damn it. I was, I was presenting my best flight, my best self the whole entire time when I was in Osaka going to the airport. And I got on the flight, I was like, whew, I'm going to make it back home. I'm going to be fine. Can we talk about, you brought up an interesting point that we've discussed a few times here at Hyper. Um, can we talk about, like, the cultural differences of just, like, wearing a mask, not wanting to spread your, you know, your germs, that kind of thing? Because, and I, I don't speak for white people. I Like I said, I'm white adjacent. But, you know, Zach and Adam, are, they were saying, like, what's wrong with white people in L.A.? The ones that are not wearing a mask, they're always white. And I'm like, you said it. I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like being labeled. Oh, it's true. I, I'm not going to label you. We just went outside to get, I went to get my eyeglasses. We took a yeah. walk and all the people not wearing a mask were white. 
Yeah. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a thing. It's a thing. The, but like, the higher the higher grade of the is. neighborhood, the less likely to be wearing a mask. So. Like, absolutely. Why, why is Unless it a thing? Florida? Then they don't. Yeah. They don't care to wear a mask. <laughs> like, why is it a thing? And then also, um, you know, like I know for Asian people in Asia, it's a thing to wear a mask. Like, yeah, oh, I have a cold or yeah. something. It's not weird. People are not ostracized. Mm-hmm. It's considered Respect. polite. It's considered yeah. respectful. Mm-hmm. They have cute ones that look like bears. You know, like um, smiley flakes. Yes. Smiley face yeah. Yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like creepy looking ones too that are like inspired by anime. Um, and, and so, you know, some people are saying like, hey, if anything good comes out of this, like maybe it won't just be an Asian thing. Wearing a mask as you uh, for when you're feeling sick is going to be a more mm-hmm. normal thing, and just regular flu season I will be so. more controlled. I think this is yeah. great. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think Americans like doing anything that impedes on their freedom, so they're like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything that helps other people. But like, That's you true. can That's still true. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just stay six feet away from people, and just no. it doesn't hurt Putting you to cover on my freedom. You do not know that. <laughs> Maybe you're not as loud, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I was I was in Target and there's some young white guys looking at everybody wearing masks. Now, mind you, everybody that's wearing a mask is people of color. Mm-hmm. It's like all the Hispanics down here in Florida, the the natives that here. All of us looking at each other wearing masks. And these two guys in line, like, look at all these people, all these punk asses wearing masks. And I wanted to turn around. There were two people between us. I want to turn around and say, the reason I wear a mask is I had COVID, and I don't want to spread it, spread it to anybody because I'm a carrier of it. I wanted to say that to Jeez. them, but, I, but I'd be more than happy to breathe on you if you oh, let me do it. Oh. I so wanted to do that, and I was like, "That'll start a riot in here." That was yeah. Cool. I so wanted. It's to so that. interesting because in New York, I'm seeing videos of people literally screaming at people to get out of the store if they're not wearing a mask. Yeah, it it well because. New York, you know, one of my friends was like, it's like a war zone, you know, it's, it's a war zone. They're, they they're see, quarters. they see all of the results where like in the middle of the country, they don't know anybody with COVID. So it's a conspiracy, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, because it's starting to hit middle of America. I was reading an article that yeah. prisons, nursing homes and meatpacking factories, interestingly, because they're cold uh-huh. and people are close. Uh, those uh, middle of America cities that have like a meatpacking factory or something. I think it was, I remember, I try to be very careful about um, stats. I think it was 20 or 30% of uh, small towns that have COVID now in the middle of the country. It's because they have one of those three. Um, uh. and, uh, and I'm just like, oh no. And they all think they're being like, they're making a statement by not wearing a mask, but really they're just putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. They think, oh, we're not city people. It'll be fine. I don't don't know what they're thinking. I, you know, can the the non-mask wearers please show up and explain to me (laughs) what you're thinking? Because I'm worried for you. Yeah. Can you, can you please show up and explain yourself? And when you kill your grandma, please tell us, was it worth it? Well, speaking of, speaking of Florida, like death is really effing real for me because Mm -hmm. uh, we had a guest, uh, a friend of my family on the show and his great-grandfather great-grandmother and grandfather all died within a three-week period because of close proximity Mm -hmm. and it's probably working Mm -hmm. its way through the rest of his family can you imagine Mm -hmm. suffering that many deaths in your family and maybe like i don't like i don't wish death on anybody even people i don't agree with or you know what i mean and like can you just imagine being rocked by your own friggin' family like 
that family's wearing masks. That's why I don't understand the lack of empathy here. Like it's really showing me how people are very unempathetic and that's terrifying. It's more terrifying actually than the coronavirus that people are this Mm -hmm. just unempathetic. Like you can't put yourself in that situation. Like you have people that apparently you love and care for and that could easily happen to them. Um, and it's not just old people. Like I have an sure. autoimmune disorder. I yeah. have asthma. Like, I have asthma young too. Young people are dying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. I, I mean, even even in China, my mom was like, "You should be afraid. Look at that young doctor who died." And I'm like, "I'm yeah. already afraid. I have asthma. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm staying inside, mom, and I'm afraid yeah. for you. You know." Um, yeah. But it just, I, I don't know. Like, you know, we're we're media creators. Can we make it a cool thing to wear a mask? I think it's cool to be yeah, safe. I think it's cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's cool. I think it's really I like cool. Decorated. I don't yeah, know. I some really cool masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what really angers me I is I feel like a like, Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> yes. That's the mask we all make. We should yes. all make Mortal Kombat masks. <laughs> Just those colors. That blue and that pink. That fuchsia pink. But I was thinking like, y'all see what Jerry Falwell put up? On his on his on his Twitter page. No, what did he put up? No. He say if he has to be forced to wear a mask, he's gonna wear a mask of the governor's image in blackface from a college. I just sent it to you guys. I just sent it to you guys. Oh, what? No. <laughs> well, I was, I, was, I, was, I was like, there's so many layers of insensitivity on that. Like, what yeah. in the world? <laughs> Are y'all looking at that? You see the you see the image? I just sent it to everybody. That's so bad. What? It's crazy. It's totally crazy. He's like, I'm gonna make this mask. He's gonna make me wear a mask. This mask of you in blackface from when you're in college, because you're gonna force oh, me. It's like no. the complexity of that statement. That, that there's mask. so many layers there, right? <laughs> there's so many layers. Wow. <laughs> there, um, there was a couple. I said you're a university president. He's a president of a university. Well, we all, look at also the president of our country. You know, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's monkey true. see, monkey do. You know? <laughs> that's true. Um, that's true. There was, <laughs> and I. I'm sorry. What's that got to do with this pandemic going on? Well, right also, because well, the governor's calling no, a mandated order in Virginia. Well, also, like, okay. So, uh, you know, wow. uh, many of you guys know our friend Adam, who also works here from San Diego. Proud San Diego boy. Uh-huh. The best representative for San Diego burritos I know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, I saw this article, and, you know, we have preconceptions. I escaped the South to come to California, okay? That, I'm, mm. I'm putting that out there. I love avocados. Uh, please take me California. Um, and I saw, and I, I assumed it was from the South and I was like, F it's from San Diego. And it was a couple who had a pleaked. They had like a patch, a Velcro patch on their mask of a swastika, a swastika. How is one that, how does how is this related? How is this related? After the Emancipation Proclamation, a lot of white people fled the South too. But I, I, to go I, just, I don't know. <laughs> they, ended up, they ended up at the edge. And then, <laughs> um, you know, thank goodness the store employees who also called the police, and thank goodness the police came in and they were like, you know, uh, sir, wear a regular mask. We can offer you, you know, the store employees so you can't wear that here, wear, you know, something yeah. else. We're and to it, make a political statement yeah, at a time uh, like uh, this. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and there was somewhere else, and I forget where, somebody wore a mask, but it was a KKK hood, and I'm like, what? Oh, no. oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. 
I think that was Florida. I think that was Florida. <laughs> Probably. Of course. Probably. Of course. But, uh, but the man, uh, the couple in San Diego, the man said, well, LGBTQIA rainbow flags are offensive to me, you know? <laughs> So, like, he's making this, you know, like, this is freedom of speech. One is inclusive uh, is, and one isn't. And I'm like, like, I mean, what they still is, say they sell Confederate flag masks. They sell yeah. Confederate flag masks. I was like, what? But one is, like, promoting genocide, and the other is promoting I want to love who I want to love. Like, exactly. there's just this is kind of, like. like uh, the comparison there is pretty shoddy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? Anyways, I have I have a theory. Maybe maybe we'll do a little thought experiment. Maybe you guys will will humor me here. So Zach and I we decided to go on an adventure because we're bored, and I uh, I wanted to buy an ostrich egg, and I looked up a local <laughs> farm. So I went to rural southern uh, um, Los Angeles wow. County to go directly to an ostrich farm to buy an egg. I called it up. You got any left? There's one left. All right. And um, outside time of... Out. I have time out. Why were you buying an ostrich I have a cooking again? show. All right. Uh, <laughs> the cooking show? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was so and, uh, big. I, I, just I just went to the Dave Chappelle dinosaur egg. She <laughs> bought it because <laughs> she, hates a- she hates birds. Well, I hate so birds, so I want to eat their young. There's uh, 12 <laughs> left in the world. <laughs> I just but, went there. Uh, you know, but long story short, you know, um, outside of L.A., you know, mm-hmm. even in Los Angeles County, there are some different, like, kind of political atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, we made a pit stop at a gas station, and clearly every there, everybody there was making kind of fun of the whole mass situation. Like, oh, yeah, like, the gas station, like, workers were like, oh, we have to put that up because legal, whatever, and that kind of thing. And uh, th- I had this kind of tense moment where... There was a couple, and the woman walked out the door, and I was behind them, and I was kind of staying six feet away or more so that the man could leave, and then when the man would leave, I would go through the door. And he did Mm. this thing. He did this thing. It was very weird Mm. and strange, and it felt very uncomfortable. He held open the door to show as almost an act of common courtesy, but that means I would have to walk underneath his arm, which is not six feet away, to get past him. And I was just kind of like, uh, okay. And I did it, you know, because I was just like, you know, I just like wanted to get out of that situation as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had this thought and that people of color and even um, and like you definitely see this in like the transgender community as well. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we're used to people avoiding us. We're used yeah. to people avoiding us. You know, one of my best friends, a very mm-hmm. uh, tall black transgender woman says, I, I see all the time people cross the street because they don't want to be mm-hmm. on the same stri- side of the street uh, as me. And so we're just used to people avoiding us for no goddamn reason, right? And yeah. I think some people, especially, you know, maybe certain groups of white people, they've never had to navigate the space of the world and public spaces with people mm-hmm. avoiding them. And I think mm-hmm. that makes Aww. them uncomfortable because they've never lived through that where I'm just like, yeah, they saw I have slanty eyes and <laughs> you know, whatever. They don't want to deal with me. I don't want to deal with them. And so yeah. I'm used to staying away from mm. people and like people staying mm. away from me, but these people who are like, you know, they're having a hard time for some reason wearing a mask and complying and staying six feet away from people, I think mm-hmm. they're uncomfortable now living in mm-hmm. this experience where people are avoiding them and they feel like, oh, what's wrong with me? I don't have the disease, you know? 
So that's my theory in why I think there is some pushback to the yeah. social distancing measures, even though it's trying to save lives. And also yeah. the mask too, probably. Mm-hmm. They were like, I'm not sick, so yeah. I shouldn't have to wear it. Or like yeah. the whole hood thing, right? There was a huge conversation about wearing a hood and how you present yourself after Trayvon Martin, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, if he, if he wasn't dressed that way, and I'm like, oh my gosh. You're going to do the whole, like, the way she, it's like women who get raped. It's like, what was she wearing kind of thing? And, and I think the whole, like, <laughs> you know, covering up your face, it's like, you know, there's this trust is a very interesting thing in how we communicate trust to strangers through eye contact and social interaction and i think certain people have just never lived that experience before of people like avoiding them you know and it's it's making them do weird illogical things right i think that's a good point honestly so you're saying that for some white people to live the lives of people of color and black people that they're going crazy yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Is that yeah, saying exactly here? what I'm saying. Is that what we're saying? I, 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 that's exactly what I'm saying. And sure, you know, it's not all white people, right? Like yeah, yeah. I, I have I have this neighbor, I have a couple neighbors, and we kind of like my neighborhood yeah. is the kind of neighborhood for some reason we're very careful about when we check our mail. Oh, you want to mm-hmm. check your mail, you go first, you know, and we're like very away from each mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. um but th- you know then there are other you know circumstances like when i was in that gas station and they're like i opened the door for you this is an act of kindness towards a stranger but now i'm coerced to like walk by that guy you know <laughs> it's just like but somehow like maybe that made him feel better so that he like people aren't avoiding him it's, it's so weird Right. Yeah. But I, th- I think mm-hmm. it is kind of like giving some people this experience. That a lot of people of color live all the time. Right. Exactly. And, and like yep. I said, also like our like the transgender community, they live that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just people mm-hmm. avoiding people staring, keeping them yep. at a distance, treating them like not human. Uh, and, and so I, that, that's kind of my theory about it anyways. Yeah. I've honestly like when we there were a few people who had their masks down when we were just walking and I stared them really hard in the eye. Yeah. Like, and I just <clears throat> stared them down and yeah. they put their mask up. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, uh, this is really not the time to be making political statements or feeling uncomfortable. Like none of that matters when people's lives are at stake. Absolutely. Ooh, so I have like very little sympathy yeah. towards that. Is there like, oh, jobs? you feel bad. Oh, so what? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been given, I like my only child is my, my dog, but I've been giving them evil tiger mom eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That eye, that eye your parents yeah. give you when you, you did something and you know, you're not supposed to. Yeah. Die. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know John has a limited amount of time, so I, I want to allow you to, to leave if you have to uh, go, John. But uh, thank you for, for hanging out with us. Or if, I don't know, I saw a couple different versions of him <laughs> at the same time. Um, additionally, um, as, as lovers of media, I know a lot of you guys love your video games, your comic books, all those things. Um, what have you been kind of watching, reading, playing lately? And And in addition, are there any really great just like books or pieces of media tv shows or movies that kind of deal with um some of the things that we've talked about in like a very elegant way because i i think right now we're starting to see more representation and more stories being told uh Mm -hmm. from like a person of color perspective and i I was wondering Mm -hmm. if 
if you've enjoyed any of those lately. Um, yeah. Uh, Between we, the World and Me uh, by Tacey Coates. Um, that's one I tell people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good one. I say just go listen to anything uh, with James Baldwin speaking. Mm-hmm. James Baldwin is very elegant. If you haven't already watched it, it's been out for a while, but you should definitely watch the Watchmen series. On mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the new one. Be perfect. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. It's- it's right in and if you and if you don't have a lot of time the orlando bloom monologues from american god oh yeah those are yeah. powerful i need to watch american gods actually a lot of people oh, man. say it's really mm-hmm. good they fired him because of those monologues <laughs> those monologues are amazing um i'm uh, watching she-ra oh she nice you're you're loving she-ra right I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. I'm in the last season. I'm going to be upset if Glimmer and Bo don't get together at the end of this. People people were saying Orlando Jones. You said Orlando Jones. Oh, yeah. You yeah. said Orlando Jones. And I was like, <laughs> what, white guy? Orlando Jones. Like yes, Orlando Jones. Yeah. I, yeah, the wrong no, guy. I knew what you meant. I knew you meant. Sorry, Orlando. I apologize if you're watching I, I, I count Orlando Jones as a fan of our channel because he's taken the Thumper Creed and he's tweeted at us. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he's really awesome. He's dope. He's a dope person. Uh, I've mentioned this one a few times. There's an awesome comic book called I Was There, American Dream, a graphic memoir. Uh, Mm. And it's written by like a part Egyptian, part Filipina, American uh, person who used to write for NPR. It's beautifully written. Uh, It's beautifully drawn. It has some recipes. And uh, it really shows kind of like the whole like immigrant experience in a comic book um, in a very digestible way. And I started sharing it with some other like people who are children of immigrants and immigrant friends. And they've started like pushing that on their children, too, just so that there's a resource for them to to read and enjoy and and talk about these stories. What is it called? I was there. American Dream, a graphic memoir by Malika Garib. That one's really great. It came out last year, and we were talked about it on our. Yeah, it was it was really awesome. I was like, oh, I gotta loan some copies to you guys. Sometimes yeah. I, I I really it, I don't know if you guys do this when you find a thing that you really love, you get a couple copies because you want to share it with the world mm-hmm. and like give it to friends. And that that was I think that's one of those comic books that I'm like, oh yes, I I we need to buy more copies of this and hand it out. It's really mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I see if you are just joining us right now, we are raising money for the Minnesota Freedom Fund and also just, uh, you know, shooting the shit with our friends. Hypercast, what are you reading? What are you watching lately? Um, I was telling Charles that, uh, you know, because of all this fear around, like, China, I'm, like, I'm only half Chinese um, or identify as half Chinese. I did the DNA test. I may be very, very Chinese, but my father <laughs> is Chinese. Um, and uh, because of this, like, kind of fear around Chinese stuff, I've been, like, double downing on my Chineseness and been doing very Chinese things, like yeah. watching kung fu movies and eating dumplings. Nice. And, <laughs> and, and, um, one shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, I, I downloaded this, this app. It's uh, IQIYI. And I started watching two nights ago Chinese reality TV. Uh, <laughs> what is that like? I've never yeah. seen that. Oh, my gosh. So I love watching reality TV from other countries because, one, it's all trash. And I want to know 
that we all are the same around the world. Okay. We all so we all a little have bit trash of trash. We all oh, have yeah. a little oh, bit yeah. of trash. Embrace the trash because that's what unites <laughs> us together. All right. And then two, uh, there's a really cool show. It's called Youth with You, and I'm watching season two. And I would compare it to an American Idol or The Voice, where you have four mentors, and they uh, they take different groups, and all these different groups want to become pop stars. And at the end of uh, the season, they're gonna make a girl band, right? <laughs> um, and so I, I I started watching it, and culturally, it's so different. One. The premise is, the subtitle of the show is it's a youth motivational show. It's supposed to be an inspirational show showing the journey of these, um, you know, young trainees who are studying dancing, singing, public speaking, performing, singing and dancing at the same time. Um, their look, their style, glowing up, all those kinds of things. And, it, you know, if they just work hard enough and the opening montage of the first episode is like literally like somebody like running a marathon. Um, I, I think that's so interesting. And I was talking to Zach where in the United States we really value the sense of a hero, the singular hero, this, mm. uh, you know, like, like Taylor Swift, this gem, this country mm. music gem that is now a global mm. superstar. Like we just gotta, we just gotta find the diamond in the rough, right? But they were already oh, that's special. True. It's all, it's idol, American yeah, idol. idol. Yeah, idol. Whereas yeah. this uh, yeah. Chinese reality TV show, it's all about who can train the hardest? They will earn this. And so I think that's really fascinating. <laughs> Additionally, all the contestants, except for like two of them, which they call independent trainees, were sent from other talent agencies, other record labels, other um, mm. movie production companies. And many of them have been training for years for mm -hmm. this opportunity to compete on this reality TV show. So I think that's extremely fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah, and then, mm -hmm. um, and it it's so, it's weird because it's like, so apparently I did a little like back, you know, digging on this mm. kind of stuff because I'm like, I don't trust any governments, you know, Asian or not. Um, or, uh, and <laughs> apparently there is some maybe support through maybe some governments, it's kind of sketch, uh, where some of the contestants are from Taiwan, some of them are from mainland China, mm. some of them are from Malaysia, and it's supposed to be kind of a unifying message between like all Chinese people, regardless of what country you're from, because mm -hmm. Chinese people have, you know, uh, we've yeah we've been through this like diaspora, right? Everywhere, and <laughs> and there's it's trying to create a sense of unity through that, and then uh, you know we have our own issues, colorism, that kind of thing, language barriers, different uh, religions. Um, so so that's kind of like interesting to me. And then additionally, the reason why I uh, jumped on this was I got I became a fan of one of the singers in Blackpink, which is a K-pop band. I love Blackpink. Oh my Pink. god. Do you that, know Lisa? The Lady Gaga song. Uh, oh, I got to listen to that. So, okay. So, I didn't know this, but this made me so happy speaking of like politics and race and stuff. So, there's this one girl in uh, in Blackpink called Lisa, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize she was Thai. And so the number one K-pop artist uh, th that has the most followers on Instagram mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. Lisa from Blackpink. And Lisa is like, was uh, like, uh, is from Thailand, Thai mother, Swiss father, uh, huge oh, K-pop wow. fan, studied and trained like crazy, learning Korean, 
learning to dance, learning to sing in Korean, auditioning for K-pop uh, bands uh, go through like a whole like oh, yeah. it's, crazy. Right. it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. and I don't. I have mixed yeah. feelings about supporting it. And then you know, then she learned <laughs> Korean, Japanese, English, and now Chinese because wow. she's one of the mentors on this reality TV show. And I'm like, holy f, you How know? How does she find the time? Like to that, do all but of that's these inspiring. At like 21. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And that's, but that's, it is inspiring to me that, like, you know, these, um, pop stars from other countries feel the pressure to excel and to be a triple mm-hmm. threat and to right. act and sing and dance and yeah. learn all these languages. Mm-hmm. Where in the United States, you know, it's just like English, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I but think that's actually to show how American you are. Though, <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and, and I, and, oh, and also to rap, you know, cause that's a different yes. skill set from, yes. you know, mm-hmm. singing and dancing and acting and all yeah, these like things. Yeah, like CL. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I thought it was, uh, I think it's very interesting. I'm not saying this is the way to go. I'm, I don't say this is right, you know? <laughs> Everyone should be in a K-pop group. Sure. <laughs> like, let's all just take Taylor Swift, K-pop Beyonce. Training. But yeah. I, I, I'm having fun. You know, this is like I was saying, I have I have very low tolerance for things that are making me unhappy right now because a lot is making me unhappy. So Same. I'm like finding like silly things like, yeah, uh, you know, like peppy dance routines. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was thinking about in, uh, install- is your TikTok live, your TikTok live. Well, yet? well, I was at <laughs> the TikTok. I don't know. Is anybody um, have you all heard about Steezy, this app? Oh, okay. I've been getting a million. I've getting these targeted ads because I watch a lot of K-pop. And then my um, my workout playlist is K-pop workout on Spotify because nice, it's nice. so peppy. Right. And there was a study yeah. that um, if the music increases tempo, your heart rate increases with it. That's so if true. You're trying to. Yeah, that's you, actually true, because I've been on the treadmill before and I've noticed mm-hmm. my heart rate increasing with yeah, the, the BPM. I, but I also love like Britney Spears because lately all her songs, you know, ever since like Toxic is like go another mile for you, baby. And I'm like, yes, oh. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, Britney Spears is the chaotic energy we need. Yes. Right now. <laughs> chaotic good. I mean, I, I think she, it was her that just came out with. I've always worn bangs because I'm not confident about my forehead. And I'm like, man, yeah. I feel you. I relate People to that so People are trashing hard. her. And meanwhile, she's donating millions. I know. The COVID know. relief. I'm like, I come know. on. But pick pick your enemies here. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's this app I've been wanting to check out. And I was like, I'm going to do it this weekend. Um, that's like a, like how to dance hip hop routine app and where you can like pause it. That's the easy. And then, yeah. And then you can oh, mirror cool. it so I'm that so you can dance along it. and then you can slow it down or you can replay and you can pause it because when you're in a dance class, you're like, I'm such a bad dancer. I can't keep up with all the moves, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so like, I, I've been just trying to like, okay, get my exercise and get my, you know, all the basic human needs, good sleep, good eating, uh, friendship you know mm-hmm. i i added um a new thing um so i found this thing i just ordered one and i got it it's called the monk manual it's a planner but instead of just like writing your to-do list you write like relationships or like goals oh, or new habits yeah. you're trying to make mm-hmm. and like cool. yes okay. um because i was i was doing bullet journaling for a while it was pretty good but i felt like it was a the match was like 70 percent, and i'm like i'm not quite there yet i need to find like um uh, 
you know, like a meditating, journaling, mm-hmm. and like planning to do practice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying that. None of these things are sponsored, by the way. Uh, I just <laughs> mentioned a bunch of brands and things. But I'm I'm just trying to kind of use this time, not mm. like I have more time. I've had less time because of the quarantine, to like check in with myself and what I'm becoming, because you're always changing, okay. right? Yeah. You're yeah. always yeah. changing, <clears throat> and it's a. Uh, I know myself, and I have a tendency to be sad very easily, right? Mm. And and mm. this is a vulnerable time for me. You know, uh, you know, like I said, I, I read about a, a family being stabbed in Texas at a Sam's Club. I think about my family in Florida and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, my 70 something year old dad. And I'm like, you know, it, it's it's there's a lot um, to be sad about. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I have a, a, a really good actor, director friend, and he told me everybody has something to cry about. You know, and recognize, and that's that's our human experience. You know, mm-hmm. I may be crying right. about this thing; somebody else may be crying about something else. But, you know, it's not good for everybody. You know, and it's not all black and white. Uh, you know, these people are good; these people are bad. This is wrong. This mm-hmm. is right. It's a lot of these things are very complex, and I, I've just been trying my best to like check in with myself, that's and good. and and see like what kind of person am I becoming in reaction to mm-hmm. these kinds of things? And mm. am I okay with that? Right. Mm. So that I, I've been self reflection. Yeah. Is important. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. very like introspective. <laughs> yes. That's, that's my I'm, speed. <laughs> that's why I'm shocked. People are fighting to go back to a job. They don't love mm-hmm. <laughs> fear of not having enough money to take care of their family and fear of being put out. I was like, nobody's going outside. You're good. Just go to get a credit card. Just run it up. It's going to be all right. <laughs> We're going to be okay tomorrow. We're going to be okay. We're, yeah. we're, people For are some people, this is like the only one of the few times they've had a break or mm-hmm. been able to have the time to do the things that they oh, love yeah. to do. Yeah. Like this is Definitely. the perfect opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, and it's perfect. And it's time of uncertainty. Do what you love. Yeah. 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 That absolutely. will ground you. That yeah. will ground you. And if you're not sure if you love it or not, just try it and see if you love it or not. Yes, yeah, I'm going to try this dancing to thing. And yeah. Try yeah. Yeah. I tried just... making music. I've never really made music before. Hey. So um, <laughs> that, That's my uh, attitude with guitar. Um, I don't play guitar very well, but I like trying. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Fail, nice. fail often, you know. Yeah. 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 That's the beauty of life. You fail, fail until one day. Fail upward. And, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, my God, it fail works. Forward. Yeah, fail forward. But I you may, you may be president off of that. It seems to work. <laughs> oh, it seems no. to work. Oh, oh man. No. <laughs> but like, I don't think you even have to be good at things. You no, know, there is a no, pressure to no. be good at everything. Suck at things right? most of the time. Yeah. When you start them. Yeah. yeah. As long as it make you happy, you should ask yeah, you exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start my video game streaming channel. I suck at video games. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't have to be the best Fortnite player. I just have fun talking smack to everybody while right. I'm playing it. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm curious, especially, you know, like Naeem and, and Charles and, and Taneo too. Uh, and John, you can answer this as well. But um, <laughs> I, I know. She's interested in my, may, my, maybe, my life. So. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> but like, um, I have a, a real personal problem with being good at video games. Right. Yes. Because like I make them professionally. Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm good at them. But video games, the purpose of video games is like fun. And like yeah. there's no wrong way to have fun. So as long yeah. as you're having fun, it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. 
agree. I think for some people like who are super competitive mm -hmm. at video games, not speaking of anyone in particular, sure. of course, that may be in this chat. But um, she's talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is like you get endorphins off of like winning and I get that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I so I understand where that's coming from, like the need to be <laughs> good. Even. I love trolling <laughs> video games. I love trolling in them and trying to break the game. I'm always about break. I, I think I analyzed it too hard. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try this instead. I think I, I think I need to record that because people are like, why are you going that direction? I said, because you're not supposed to. That's why I'm going. Yeah, that's what I think that's what's fun about video games. You can yep. just do whatever you want. Yep. No one can no one's gonna judge you. If you die, then start over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look. <laughs> I, Look, I, I, I'm good at video games. I'm gonna smoke you all. I, <laughs> no, you see no, my chair. No, you no, see no, my no, chair. No, you no, see no, my no, chair. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm a, I'm a competitive person, but as long as people are having fun, that is all that mm -hmm. matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, like for example, with me and if if he uh, if he's a good friend of us and, and hyper and hyper yeah. as well, uh, we get competitive, but we're still having fun. But we get competitive mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. you know throw a show or you know people are watching but it it's just the ground point is just that be having fun yeah. you know so yeah. one of my uh co-creators he's an art director too and he's like the best video game player i've ever seen in my life like it's like everything second nature to him like boom okay i got this i'm ranked in street fighter i'm ranked in mortal kombat i'm ranked in i'm ranked in destiny and he'll be like oh it don't matter i'm just having fun out here it's like i've never <laughs> seen anybody move a controller like you <laughs> now, now, I play him all the time. Like he's trying to teach me how to play fighting games better. He's like, move two pixels. I said, how the hell I see two pixels on, on a 65-inch screen? Tell me what that looks like. <laughs> Tell me what wow. that looks like. He sees it. He sees all the frames and everything. I, uh, I, I've met people like that, and yeah. I am not one of them. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, especially fighting video games. I'm Sounds like Rain Man. A button mash, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, right? I've, I've, Street Fighter, me, age four, <laughs> I beat my cousin, you know? <laughs> yeah. Can we do a quick, uh, like, survey of what you guys are just, like, playing right now? Like, are you still playing Animal Crossing? Because for me, I think I have laid down Animal Crossing. I think, I don't know if I disappointed you. Oh, it's done? Or... Yeah, for me, I'm just, I'm done. They're I'm... like, your island is trash, goodbye. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm just, there are other, you know, Final Fantasy um, Remake came out and I'm like, mm. if, I, if I'm if i going to sit down and play a game, I'd rather play one that's really in a, a story that's going to wrap me up. That's my style. Yeah. Um, but I haven't. Plus nostalgia. Like. Oh, but, but uh, I, uh, I feel like I wasn't old enough for Final Fantasy VII. Like mine was Final Fantasy X. So I don't have as much oh, nostalgia. Okay. Um, because I was, let's see, I think it was in middle school. I really got into the Final Fantasy franchise okay. and like anime in general and like things from Japan and like Digimon is anime and thus I like other things like that. Um, and, and anime music videos. Uh, but yeah, for me, it was really Final Fantasy 10. That was like, psh. yeah, like, my first Final Fantasy was nine and yeah. that was in yeah. like 2000. Yeah. That was like fifth yeah. grade for me. I was 10. That was fun. Final Fantasy nine. <laughs> I think yeah. what happened with Animal Crossing is because of the COVID stuff going on, it, it people had more time to play it and it kind of expedite, mm -hmm. not expedite, uh, push quick sure. in the time of, get, gave more people more time to play it and yeah. they just were able to just do everything in such a short time. Mm -hmm. Usually Animal Crossing takes like a couple of months yeah. to like, you know, get everything. But yep. 
because everybody's at home for the most yeah. part, they have more time to work on it. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a group of friends who's like super into Animal Crossing, and I'm like, oh well, you guys are all super far ahead of me. I'm I'm not gonna play right now. I'm just gonna catch up later. You do your thing. You can time I'll catch travel up in a year or so. <laughs> I think that's one of the good thing about Animal Crossing, though, because you can always just keep playing slowly. You don't have to always race with mm-hmm. your friends. Mm-hmm. I'm back. afraid of games that you keep playing. Like I'm, because I get addictive, to, like addicted to games like that, like Skyrim and like World of Warcraft. Oh, like yes. I'm so afraid to touch those games, even Skyrim. though I have. I them. still haven't finished Skyrim. <laughs> I've been playing it for. It's like, so six addictive. Years. I, I have a, my own personal micro-narrative that I have going on in World of Warcraft as a retired warrior. So if you want to join me, I have like a level 85, uh, or I think 87 now, Night Elf Druid, and a Hunter. So the Hunter I made looked like me, right? Mm. You always One of those characters you have to is like you. And, um, mm. I, you know, there's like PvE and PvP, right? Um, I realized that PvP wasn't that fun for me because the pressure mm. to do enough DPS like mm. got to me, right? Where mm. it's like, if you're not pulling your weight and unless yeah. you're amongst friends, like if you're playing with strangers, the pressure kind of got to me and I always felt not good enough. And I said, hey, you know, check in with yourself, Malika. This is not fun. The point of playing <laughs> games is fun, right? That's uh, how I feel with Overwatch. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm stressed. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love the uh, just like Overwatch like tutorials and things like that, and I'm like, I you know, there's not a bunch of people yelling at me that I'm not doing enough DPS, right? right exactly. But my my micro narrative in, in World of Warcraft is I play my hunter. She's a beast mastery hunter, and uh, I'm like a Pokemon trainer. So she just uh, roams Azeroth collecting rare beasts. You know, I got oh, cool. yeah, and that's that's all I do. I don't like team up mm. with friends. I don't raid. Um, I've transmogged the armor I've wanted like five years ago. So now mm. I just whenever I like you know want to hang out, I just like walk around. I don't look up look up any guides, and I just see if there are any rare spawns, and I just collect the rare spawns. I'm a Pokemon trainer in Azeroth. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's kind of like my version of like Animal Crossing where I can pick it up at any time. It's not a competition. I don't got to catch them all. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I allow, because there is so much in World of Warcraft, um, I allow the kind of random spawns to be like surprise happenings. Hey, what's yeah. that black line over there doing? It looks different than all other lines. It, oh, it has a name. Or like, you, oh, what, what is this wolf, you know? There's a lot of fun stuff. You wait there for like three hours for one thing to come out? No. I, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just like take a mental note. I was like, oh, there was a wolf there. And it looks the same as all the other wolves, except for it was labeled Old Cliff Jumper. And so I was like, mm. okay, I'll just uh, try to see if I can catch Old Cliff Jumper. Oh, I ran away. I'll try again next month. You know? Mm. <laughs> Does anybody have like their own like play style with games that's a little bit more chill than maybe the rest of the community kind of might like f- impose on you? Uh, it would vary based on the game. Like uh, I've been playing with Tanea recently. It was Ghost Recon and uh, Breakpoint. Breakpoint, nice. and we just finished the previous one, which I forget what it was called, Wildlands. Wildlands. And uh, it's been a lot of fun just to a have her with me as we're going through the whole story. You can do everything together, which is great. It's like nice. a huge 
sandbox of a map. It's like, I think it's probably the, ac the accurate, most accurate look of how Brazil, I think it's Brazil uh, mm. looks or is. And it's, it's just having her playing, playing with her as we uh, go through this whole story is, is really nice. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, like I said, it depends on the game. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to like Last of Us 2 that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Yes. And um, yes. that's going to be a, a really good game to sink your mind into another mm -hmm. different world. Yeah. And it's going to be also stressful. Kind first, of. Because yeah. it yeah. kind of yeah. is similar to what's going yeah. on right now. Right now, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it just depends on the game for me. I mean, I know World of Warcraft is putting out a new expansion soon or it might be out by now, but mm. I'm- I'm like two expansions behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to download Pokemon Shield. Yeah, and I then a new sword. Pokemon expansion is coming out as well. Yeah. Oh, that's month. right. Yeah. yeah. So. Have, uh, have you noticed, um, I remember, what was it, the new expansion or like two expansions ago, me and some friends decided to jump on in and then we got paired with like one other person and we were like, hey, you know, we're just being real chill about this. We haven't played in years. And they're like, same, you know? Like, <laughs> so I think even because that game has been around for so long, everybody else is starting to just kind of relax about yeah. how hardcore mm. they used to be. Because it used to be like, where are you? It's 2 p.m., you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, trying to start a game of Borderlands 3 that way. I'm trying to find oh, where nice. I want to play it. Yeah. Like, let's play Borderlands 3 on PS3, PS4. Yeah, I have it on PS4. We can play. Yeah, I have it on PC too. I may have okay. it on PC. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Have you guys found any games in particular that are very good during this uh, quarantine? I know uh, we've been playing a lot of Jackbox oh. Party Pack uh, mm -hmm. at the studio. Oh yeah, a lot of social games. Yeah, um, but also a lot of games that like revert me back to childhood when times were super fun oh. and I didn't know about any of being bad in the world going on. So I've been playing a lot of like Sonic Generations. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, I say Persona 5 Royal. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing game. And Final Fantasy 7, of course, if you want yeah. to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just found this new one. My sisters invited me to this. Um, it's called Spyfall and you can host a game for free on their website, spyfall.app. And it's one of those uh, hidden deduction identity kind of games like a secret Hitler mm. or something like that. So who's the spy? And uh, mm. you just um, uh, sit there <laughs> and there's a timer and you ask questions. Is it like mafia almost? I, I don't know, but probably it's one of those where one of you is the spy and the rest of you are not. So the spy is trying to figure out where everybody is hiding and mm. by asking questions and without being found out as the spy. And everybody is trying to share where they're at uh, to figure out who the spy is, but without tipping off the spy, right? Oh, nice. That sounds fun. Ooh. That sounds like a sounds lot of fun. really fun, yeah. That's yeah. like a lot of fun. It's a mind I mean, game. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. also like, which one of your friends is a really good liar? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I always act like I'm lying, so, and then I always... <laughs> Yes, Same. that's my, my strategy. That's her strategy. Yeah. I yeah, have a I huge smile. For it. <laughs> She's shifty-eyeing all the way. I just have this huge smile, <laughs> yeah. and then I say I'm never lying, and usually <laughs> Thank I'm you for not. giving me all your strategy. Yeah, this is my strategy. I say I'm never lying so that when I actually am, I'm like the same the whole game, so they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the chat room has seen it. We played... Uh, what was it? Um, it was it was a great card game. Where are we? 
Um, and then there's also Tabletop Simulator that the the community has self-organized and played some games themselves. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Oh, cool. That's right. I, I played cool. And um, the whole time I told other players, like, I never lie. I don't have to lie. I'm not lying. And I got into <laughs> their heads. I got into their heads. <laughs> And then they call you on, you'd be like, I told you I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying that time. Uh, and the, until the last time I did, and they felt so <laughs> duped. Their oh, faces, mm. money. All right. <laughs> um, is there, have you guys done any kind of like watch along stuff? Netflix party is pretty cool. Oh. I've joined some of your, your guys' uh, yeah. watch along. Yeah. I've watched along sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to watch you, watched right? it. I still got to yeah. yeah. Usually I, I watch stuff that people, other people don't want to watch. So, like what? Like documentary. Try us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch documentary. And they're like, no, okay, no, no. <laughs> I don't want reality. I'm already living it right now. Do you guys have a hard time facilitating like virtual get togethers? Or has it been like pretty easy where you could just text and and be a part of thing are you invited to uh it's been hard when it's like my mom who doesn't is not technology savvy yeah. like i have movie watch alongs with her and my sister Aww. and my dad and she's like how do i get into the zoom how do i turn my camera on and then she's like talking all the time during the movie which is just what she does yeah <laughs> just like you know navigating that i don't know grandma i'm watching the same movie as you <laughs> Um, what did she just say if you were listening you would hear it <laughs> yeah, you... I, I unfortunately can't talk to my parents via video chat because they live out in the boonies mm -hmm. uh deep south south carolina and their oh. internet is they have to use satellite internet and it's really bad um but in terms of my friends it's kind of been so far easy to like connect with them via video chat and you know do whatever so awesome I uh, have you guys seen any interesting, unusual, or in, um, like uh, other get-togethers? I've heard about them, but I haven't been invited to one. So one friend, he was, uh, and I'm, I'm like, please invite me to the weird things because I love weird. Uh, I had a friend who um, he was doing the kind of like 24-hour comic with me that I only did like four pages of, and he actually did like 20 um, oh, wow. or like 18 or something. But he he jumped wow. in on a Zoom call and he said. I was just at a virtual run fair, and I'm like, "What? That's so cool!" Wait, 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 wait. wait. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that, that's that's that right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> virtual. So they, so everybody's in their house. Yeah, everybody's in the house, costume. like dressed up with like big floppy, I don't know, huh. sleeves, and the hat with the giant feather. And how they find a webcam in the Renaissance? I, I, I don't. Know. Well, maybe they were looking at a scrying sphere. All right, you know, maybe uh, fair, fair, it, fair. or or. or, or tablet or something like that who know, maybe they visited merlin who gave them access oh, okay. to All right. All right. <laughs> true it's magic it's just yeah magic. it's magic it's, it's magic. magic don't limit your possibilities or um apparently right now yeah, magic mirror <laughs> uh kids are doing like virtual makeup parties through like tiktok uh, and stuff and and, and makeup artists are mm. 
hosting like if you have like some kids or something and it's their birthday party because people are like how can you celebrate your birthday creatively during this time like we've had a couple um birthdays mine zach's lucas's our anniversary's coming up next week maybe i have to look at the calendar um like how do <laughs> we celebrate like yeah. how you're looking at your uh non-existent <laughs> no it's not an existent watch it's not real watch it's not real watch um uh like have you seen kind of interesting things like that because makeup artists have been hosting makeup parties where they'll send like kits to all the participants and teach them how to like apply makeup and that way like people who are displaced like i'm thinking about all the people who have to touch people like Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. where i like to get my nails done who cuts my hair a mm-hmm. massage, my chiropractor. Oh Lord, I miss my chiropractor like crazy. Um, I know it. I like, want to go to your chiropractor. I mean, uh, I, I, I can give you the info. Real bad. So. Yeah. Yeah, you got. Yeah. You gave me the info. I, <laughs> I, I cut my own bangs. I had on. Um, oh no. Well, you did a good job. <laughs> How'd you do? You yeah, did no, a good job. No, I, I think I did okay, but I was very slow, and um, I had to get special scissors from Sally's, and oh, yeah. I, I showed my like credit card to the window so that they could copy down the numbers manually charge me they held up two pairs of scissors and what you want this one or this one i pointed at this one they put it in a bag and then they hung wow. the bag on a hook on the door outside mm-hmm. and this was like early on in the quarantine and i was like this is oh, this is surreal okay. because everybody was stocking up on their hair dye everybody who likes to like you know, um, color their yeah. grays and stuff. They're like, "Oh shit, I need to stock up on this because we're go- it's all going Listen, down." Nothing wrong with being a silver fox. No, you know? there's no. It's like um, like sparkles. Attractive. Right? <laughs> it's cool. I think it's pretty attractive. Yeah. Um, but everybody was uh, was stocking up. But um, I I actually texted my hairstylist because I'm in a long term hair relationship with him. I've known him longer than my husband. And I said, are you nice. okay? And like, are there ways to help during this time? Because some people are saying, hey, you know, if you love your hair person or whatever, you can buy a gift card. I said, is there anything else that you can do? And he said, some of his customers have given him future tips, which I thought was really cute. Oh, nice. And, nice. and I was like, yeah, think about all those other people who kind of rely mm-hmm. on this income. You know, sure, you can uh, order takeout from your favorite restaurants, but there are other forms of businesses mm-hmm. too. I'm even thinking like, what about like people who do piercings or like tattoos? Like, are they just out of business oh, yeah. for a year? Like how, what is their life like now? Um, so, but I saw a local tattoo place in LA uh, sell flash tattoos. So they're Uh-oh. making unique flash tattoos that they're designing and you can kind of pick up and stuff. People are being really <laughs> creative yeah, uh, during this time. I just went completely sideways with your tipping idea. I just went all the way to the <laughs> left real hard. I was like, what are strippers doing right now? Oh. Are, they, are people giving virtual future tips to them? Wasn't there like a, a drive-through no, thing no, that I they're doing with on Twitch. strippers? <laughs> Why can't you say it? You can say it. I mean, I'm curious. Isn't 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 the only <laughs> mans the mans the the, uh, the camming the camming world like that's yeah. that's I'm sure that's thriving with all the people at oh, home yeah, and sure. all the people who are now out of work. You know, like it's time to start your channel. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen like a this thing on Twitter of uh, like a drive-through strip club 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, too. I saw <laughs> that, too. You pull they up. They would be on these platforms and you would pull up and then you would just put your money in That's and hilarious. Just, just sit there for oh, a while no. and just watch. You know? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that changes a regular strip club is already kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, that and, I mean, yeah, OnlyFans has gotten bigger because of this. Also, yeah, I saw uh, that in yeah. the in the chat room. I yeah. <laughs> I, have you heard of um that babies who are uh, born during this time will be like coronials? Oh, coronial that are being nice. made and born during this time are going to be cr- I'm like oh, oh no, no. coronial oh no that like is horrible oh no I don't need a coronial oh no I mean, how, how, how many terrible. children could be named Rona oh no how many daughters named Rona it's going to happen oh, and then it's going to be Sarah Lee Rona oh I guess Rebecca I've heard Rona. worse oh no that's yeah. so bad yeah a COVID oh man name COVID Klein oh so bad. no Kobe oh, no. Jackson. <laughs> well, um, I, it it seems like the uh, the chat room has smashed that goal. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah. thank you yeah. so much to the yeah. Red uh, Thumper awesome. fam. Uh, thank you. Thumpers. All your t- tips are going to the Mi- Minnesota Freedom Fund, and they're also you know encouraging people to do other things like calling. According to their website, yes, it works, and also some other uh, nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations that are helping mm-hmm. uh, out in the field. So, yeah, you did good. Pat yourselves on the back and give you guys your, uh, like a big hug. And you did uh, good, pig. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if we have like a rabbit theme version of that. Thank you. Thank you. I know we call you thumpers, but it's because you have big hearts. <laughs> there was, there was, I was like, there's something there. Well, I'll workshop that. We'll keep workshopping that. Workshop that. Work on, work on the, the tagline. Yeah. Um, so do you guys have any kind of closing thoughts, words, attitudes? Uh, Stay creative. Stay creative. Stay, pos- stay creative. Um, stay empathetic. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, stay yeah. self-reflective. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, someone said stay active in the chat. I think that's important. Fine. I've yeah. been Something. doing at-home workouts. They're saying mm-hmm. active because they're, they're rolling a giveaway right now. But yeah. Also, uh, yeah, you know? stay active. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do a horrible uh, job of staying uh, active. <laughs> Uh, thank yeah. you. I just want to say find, thank you, Malika. Something... For... Huh? Oh, I, I just want to say, Malika, thank you for putting this together. Aww. Despite all this, yeah, is, this stuff is awesome. that's going on right now, we got to do this and, you know, event and then just still have fun and enjoy and laugh. Raising and money. Yeah. Raising money. So bail them out. Yeah. Dope. Oh. That's all I'll say. Find Thank a you. new hobby. Find find something fun to do with your life, with your time. Uh, take care of your loved ones and family. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. And, and be that, a good person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and just be a good person. Just be decent. And you know what? I think most people are decent, right? Despite yes. what you believe. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we may have some differing opinions, but... I still really believe yeah. in the bottom of my there's heart. There's a loud minority. Yeah, yeah, that there's yeah. a vocal, you know, so there's some awful stuff and they have a huge megaphone, but for the most part, 
most people are decent. Look at how our community came together to do a very more than decent thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess my closing thoughts are uh, thank you for all of you for showing up. Those of you in the chat room, uh, those of you in the extended Thumper family for showing up for this little discussion. I think it helped me process a lot of things. And, mm. uh, and a little, you know, word of action. Now, more than ever, is a really wonderful time to check in with everybody you know and love. You know, regardless of the color of the skin or, you know, what they look like. You know, I think we're all, as a people... You know, feeling a lot of tension, a lot of pressure, and it, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So, you know, just check in. Maybe play some Spyfall or some friend uh, with some friends <laughs> and, and get together. And also, um, if you are hurting in this time, whether, you know, you've lost a job, you're lonely, don't be afraid to ask for help, directly yeah. for help. I've, mm -hmm. I've had some friends who were struggling, yeah. and they yeah. I had no idea and I wish they had told me sooner. So, um, so that's that's it. Thank you so much. I think thank Adam, you, you're thank you're you. ready to take thank it you, away. Monica. Take care. Bye, y'all. See ya. We did a great thing. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Take care.